Method to the Madness is next. You're listening to Method to the Madness, a bi-weekly public affairs show on KALX Berkeley, celebrating Bay Area innovators. I'm Lisa Kiefer, and today I'm interviewing the creators and founders of a new podcast for dating called F-U-C-K Dating. here, the two founders of F-U-C-K Dating. You know, with FCC, we cannot say the word, so we're going to spell it out for the rest of this interview. And I have Lonnie Klapak and her co-host, Lindsay Chrysler. Welcome to the program. Thank, Thank you, so you. Well, F-U-C-K Dating, that sounds kind of angry. What's going on? What, <laughs> what brought this to your mind? What happened? Yeah, so we decided to just go for the edgy name because so many people say that all the time. They're like, F-U-C-K dating. Because they're so frustrated and they're having a hard time and there's so many things about it that they hate. And so we wanted to speak to them. And But also our message really is that there is another way. There's a better way. It doesn't have to be this horrible, terrible, like, I want to rip my hair out while I'm doing this. How did you two come to this together or, or did you meet after one of you discovered this idea? We have been, so we, I mean, we met when we were 13 years old and we, um, also simultaneously launched a similar career in dating coaching. And so we've been doing the same kind of work for, I don't know, the last like five years. And so we've always wanted to do something together. And so we decided, let's do a podcast. Let's just, we love talking a lot. We're chatterboxes. And, and you, so, you had similar yeah. experiences yeah, with dating? Yeah, we had and <laughs> similar experiences with clients that were like, yeah. what the F-U-C-K? What kind of clients? Uh, <laughs> now, you're out of New York, is that correct? Yes. And what is it that you, when you say clients, what are you doing? Um, we're doing dating coaching. So helping people feel more comfortable, more confident, um, believe in themselves, all the things that they need to meet a really great person. Okay. There's a lot of proliferation of dating apps out there, Cupid. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's, and then Tinder, of course, it's this Tinder. aggressive <laughs> app. Aggressive. Very I aggressive. Like, I mean, People like have so many things to say about Tinder. I, I know, you know, like I just, I feel like this, there's such a glut of all the stuff in the marketplace. How does, how does yours, how do you differentiate yourself from those apps? Mm-hmm. So dating coaching and relationship coaching, a completely different service than using an app. So really, it's a lot more tailored to the person and going, okay, what do you want? Who are you? It's really a self-discovery process as well as support around finding the relationship that they want to find. So whereas uh, an online dating service is just get, providing a pool of other people that you might like, or you, but they have your algorithms, right? They do have algorithms of who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's still not the same as, um, as really exploring the nuances of what's going to work for you in relationship. So it could be easy to go and look online and go, Oh, he's hot or she's hot. I want to go on a date with them, but totally different. And then they go on the date and it may be a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. They can say what they want and then 
get on a date and have no idea how to communicate or make eye contact or exactly. like feel like themselves. Mm-hmm. So are we, you in this field as well? Yeah. So I own a dating co- coaching and relationship coaching company called social studio. And where's that located? It's in the Bay. So I have coaches in San Francisco, the Marin, and then I'm in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is dating different today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, all the online platforms and the apps and all this has added a layer of complexity to the whole dating the whole dating scene. What is that? What do you Um, mean? So it's not just old school, like, oh, if you want to meet people, you leave your house (laughs) and you go out. Or you get set up by a friend. Or you get set up by a friend. Go to a dinner party. Right. Or you start engaging in activities that you like. Now you can do it in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. 3 a.m. swiping. Swiping. And there's somebody always online. online. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think one of the big differences is that people are losing the they're they they're not learning how to connect in person as much because our whole world has moved on to screens and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's a big difference. It is a big difference. And I've heard a lot of millennials talk of they've withdrawn from dating. Mm-hmm. That I you know, a few that I know that and I said, Why? And they completely withdrawn because they don't want to even engage in this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I, and some of our friends, some of our clients, they'll, they'll go on Tinder or they'll go on the app. They'll have such a, um, disheartening experience. They'll be like, I'm, I'm off. I'm qu-. It's like a on and off. Lonnie and I were calling it yo-yo. Right. Yo-yo dating. Yo-yo dating. Not it's, yo-yo dieting anymore. It's, it's yo-yo like yo-yo dating. It's like on the app, <laughs> off the app. And it's causing this like panic. And that's what I'm discovering with people. It's like causing, um, this anxiety Whereas I think it used to be a little bit more um, just about the one-on-one connection and the conversation. And accidents. And accidents. And spontaneity. Yeah. Flow. Serendipity. So that's, I mean, partly why we're doing the podcast is to give people ideas of how to bring back that spontaneity, that connection, that in-person It's so funny that you would have to teach someone about spontaneity. I know. I think that's pretty funny. I know. So let's talk about your podcast. It is sad. You know? Yes. It's a little sad. I looked at your podcast, but um, let's tell our listeners, how would a person find your podcast? Where is it? So you can can type in F-U-C-K dating into Facebook and find us there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you do that into just a Google, any kind of browser? And find it? Yeah. Um, the website is uh, the F-U-C-K dating show dot com. <laughs> and we're also on SoundCloud under F-U-C-K dating. SoundCloud is so easy. You can just play it when you're at the gym or on the car. It's so yeah. nice. Yeah. And tell me about your podcast. How ma- When did you start? Mm-hmm. How many people have you had on? Or is it just you two? Let's talk about yeah, the mechanics so of it. So yeah. we started last summer. Um, we wanted to do a creative project together, having been best friends for so many years and in the same profession. And, um, and so we decided to start the podcast and launched in December, launched in December. And we have five episodes up right now and then more in the pipeline ready to be released. So how long are your episodes? We're trying to make them 20 minutes, but sometimes we go over. Yeah. Sometimes we can't help ourselves. And what do you talk about? Give me an example of some of your five topics that you've had on there. Yeah. Yeah. So the first show was kind of like the, our kind of quick ideas about do's and don'ts. And, um, it was more just like, hello, we're going to start a show called F-U-C-K dating. And this is why you might want to be frustrated with dating, giving people permission to say, yeah, this sucks. And I want a different way. So that was like our first launching show. We got an email from a uh, listener afterwards saying, thank you. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm so frustrated. And it's nice to know that other people are struggling and frustrated and that you guys are going to give us 
advice and helpful things to move this along. We don't want to just say F-U-C-K dating. And yeah. Be and like, have it be this angry, like, right. diatribe yeah, it's of not. horrible things that have happened it's, it's, to people while they're dating. Yeah. We want to actually inspire <laughs> positive <hope>. connection. <laughs> yeah. We'd be the worst life coaches ever if it was just about saying F-U-C-K to everything. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was our first show. And then our second show, we interviewed Steve Behrman. Right. And, and he she... talked about the rules of dating and he has a twist on the rules of dating. So that was interesting. Oh, that is. And mm-hmm. then because, you know, so many people now are, are are reading all of these like blogs and things that are saying, oh, do this, don't do this. And it, it's very limiting. I, think. I know. It's like in New York Times today, they had an article about treating your partner like a startup venture. Oh boy. <laughs> like treat it like it was right. just a and really how to like... play hard to get. And how to, you know, don't be too available. I mean, there's all this. Yeah. So, um, so we interviewed him about that. And Mm -hmm. then the, the third one was about Lindsay. Yep. Trying out celibacy. Yep. So she's been on a five month so far that will be a nine month. No, no man plan. Yeah, hmm. and how's that going? It's good. <laughs> really? It's a little, yeah, I know. Um, I it's been really good. I mean, I've learned so much about myself in the last five months, more than I think I ever have. Um, and it was time. It was time. Yeah. So I, it was vulnerable to talk about it on the podcast. You know, it's like yeah. talk about my own love life, which I'm pretty open book with my clients. I think that's why people like us is that we're not. We do. We don't really play by the rules. But we, we don't. do we have to make up our own rules. Well, you both but have, you have clients just... in different parts of the country. Yeah. East yeah. and West. Yes. Yeah. Are there significant differences in your clients? Funny. That's a good East Coast, question. West Coast? I mean, we're not like talking about our clients with each other all the time. Yeah. Confidence. But I bet it is. I, it's it's got to be different. Know, but, yeah. I but there are big differences. There are I think. differences. Yeah. yeah. And I've, we've both spent a lot of time on both coasts Yeah, have a sense of... What are those? Can you talk about that a little bit? What do you oh, just... Off funny. Top of we haven't ever talked about this. But are we not? I don't think so. Hey, it could be I mean, one of, those, one of the huge differences, I think, is that men, there's a trend around men being a lot more passive in, in the, in the West Coast, specifically mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, than I think is what I've noticed in the, on the East Coast and in New York. When I say East Coast, really, I'm just talking about New York. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Time about at other places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. East Coast, my sense is it's a little more buzzy, um, not as much time. Like there's this limitation on time and like very, like there's some anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably so, anxiety here. It's just really, it's really here. underlying <laughs> passive anxiety. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And you work more with startup people, tech people. I work, I work a lot with with more with um, like women in corporate, you know, oh, that's jobs. interesting. So, so you have mostly men and you have mostly, no, women. I don't have mostly well, men. Both. I have, I've both, but mostly tech. I love working with tech people. I'm not a tech person and I just have so much love for the tech, tech people and their minds and how they think. And they're so brilliant and in a very specific way. And I think, um, there's a good combination of like bringing more emotional intelligence and creative ideas around relationship design. And they bring a lot of really like nice, like logic and they're very practical and they're very like well thought through, which can be really great and also can be really limiting for Mm -hmm. dating because it's a, it's more heart based intuitive, really, Mm -hmm. I think. Huh? So then just like, Oh, let me find a formula for how I will attract people and then go and put that into play and, it doesn't always it doesn't work. work. No, no, it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah, I think. because we're all just infinitely different from each other. 
And so Very much I think so. there are generalities that may be useful, but what are you finding? Yeah, Same I mean, thing? similar thing. The intuition is dead on. I mean, the clients that I'm working with are amazing. They're like... They have great careers. They're super, um, you know, it's New inspirational York. So in, yeah, they're inspirational. They're doing things. And there's been, there's like a misconnection with the intuition and the heart and the body. And, and you know, I, I'm from California. I like come in with my, like they, they all kind of tease me that I'm a California coach, but I do. I like help them get connected to their it's intuition. It's a love hate thing out it's there. It's a love hate. Yeah. <laughs> and I love them. They're, they're all willing. And once they kind of get the hang of it, it's really amazing. They, they, they just haven't, there's no one teaching. We don't learn in middle right. school, like how, how to connect, to date or, or how talk to be to with people. people. It's like sex ed, which is yeah not helpful. It right. was not helpful to me. Yeah. And I think that there's also this like overwhelming idea that I see in, in my client base and that Lindsay and I have talked about around like people thinking like that there's something wrong with them. Yes. Which I don't believe is true. Like there's nothing wrong. Because they're not dating? Yeah, because they can't find a partner because they haven't had a lot of relationship experience. They're having a hard time finding love that they feel like something's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. They feel like they need to change who they are in Mm -hmm. order to find a a partner, which I believe is is not true. Well, you're engaged to be married, right? It's the opposite. So how did you meet your partner? Um, So I met my partner a long time ago (laughs) when I was like 17 at a bar with a fake ID in Berkeley. Henry is in Berkeley. Actually, Lindsay is the connecting link in this story. So you guys both are from Berkeley. I I grew up in Berkeley. And I grew up in Mill Valley. Okay. Yeah. um, And so you met in a bar with, (laughs) so it was this, um, and you're going to be married. So the reason I'm asking is, you know, you have this, you know, almost a therapy around dating. Mm -hmm. So, is it something you learned yourself with your own um, oh, yeah. journey with I've this guy since you were 17 years old? Yeah, or? definitely been in the social laboratory yes. around dating and relationship. I mean, I really have looked at my whole life as an experiment yeah. around dating. I want to take a moment here and remind our listeners that they're listening to Method to the Madness here on KALX Berkeley. I'm interviewing Lonnie Klapak and Lindsay Chrysler, founders and creators of a new dating podcast called F-U-C-K Dating. What do you study in college when you go into this field? Well, I studied creative advertising, which is completely different. What about you? I studied real estate. So... Yeah, I guess I have you, not sold any houses. I'm, so you do, there's no kind of certification process for this well, kind of counseling. There is. We did get certified, but yeah. definitely didn't study it in school. Um, yeah. So there is a certification. Yeah, process. Coaching. Certified. Okay. Yeah. Is it what's it called? Love coaching? No. So what, I got a general life coaching certification with CTI, and so the Coaches Training Institute, and then we both like chose the niche of dating and relationship because that was what we were most interested in. It's what we talk to people about I mean, all the time, time anyway. Oh, we're so. talking about this anyway. Might as well get paid for so, it. So yeah, when you guys coach your um, clients, do you see them all the way through something or do you, do you find that they stay with you all the way through to finding the one or is there ever a one anymore? Mm, good question. Good Such a hot one. topic. Um, I have both. I have clients that work with me for a few, like three months, four months, and they feel better and more confident. And then they go out and do their own thing. And then I have other clients that I'm with them even in the beginnings of the relationship, because that is the, you know, a lot of fear, commitment stuff, all that can come up in the beginning of the relationship too. So Mm -hmm. I do both. Yeah. Same for me. Do you guys feel like technology, like Facebook and just all the apps that are out there has, are we creating 
a whole different kind of people? I mean, is it going to change the longevity of partnership? What do you think about that? So I think that I spend a lot of time thinking about how technology is impacting our social norms and our relationships because I'm, I'm like, I'm a little bit afraid of technology to be honest. And I think that one huge way that it's changing things is that people aren't, it's, it's, we're losing intimacy and we're losing our ability to connect with each other person to person, face to face, looking into each other's eyes. So what I'm seeing is a lot more people who are really socially awkward and are lacking emotional intelligence and have a really hard time making eye contact, saying hello to people that they don't know, going up and talking to people that they're interested in, but that they don't know. Um, whereas back in the day without technology, that was just what you did. That's how you met people. And now there's kids that are being raised looking at, um, like looking at their iPads while they're out to dinner with their parents. And so or even out starting bar, really young, like a, you know, they're looking yeah. at the next date. Like Lynn's client you know, was telling date. me her client was in a bar in New York and saw people at the bar while there's like attractive people around swiping on Tinder. They're not present. What are we doing? Right. Yeah. And, and at the same time, I also see like technology bringing a lot of transformation and like spirituality and, and positive and making ideas. it accessible to people and innovation. It's like, there, it feels like there's a shadow to it with the disconnection, but there's also this like huge opportunity hope for the world becoming more yeah. conscious and yeah. transforming, which is like what it's I'm, a strange dichotomy. Yeah. It is, it? and I think that the question really is like, how can we be more in balance around this? How can we not uh, mis misuse technology mm-hmm. and then have by less the time connection? you see clients, is it too late, or do you try to train <laughs> them around being more present? I've had a few clients where we've done a 24 hour, no phone, you know, (laughs) plan or, um, but I think the more they get connected to themselves and the world around them, they tend to use technology a little bit less, um, or use it in what we would hope would be Mm -hmm. like for the good, you know, for spreading great ideas and correct me if I'm wrong here. It seems like the availability of whatever you want, really. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sort of like addictive? Totally. Addictive. How does that affect partnerships that, I mean, you're trying for maybe longevity. How, how would you get over that sort of like, well, I don't need to stay with one person for right, 10 years so or 20 years. Right. There's so options. Right. Like I don't have to put up with that. I'm moving on instead of sort of working things out. Uh-huh. People talk about that a lot in New York. Like there's so many options. There's so many people. And it's like decision you know, fatigue. Oh, yeah. How do you stop? How time? do you know when you found someone that you really like or that, it, yeah. that it's really feels on with. Yeah. I think there's just a sense of rightness. I mean, I remember asking that question before I was engaged. Just being like, well, how do, how will I know other people around me getting engaged and getting married and going like, well, how do you know? I remember my first friend who got married, like the first one who was, I was actually really close to who got married. I remember asking her, well, how do you know that he's the right person for you? Now that I'm in that situation of knowing, I think there's just a sense of like, it's here it is. It's on. It's amazing. Keeps getting better. And that's again, it's not from a, like so much of a logical or cerebral place. It's from like a more of a heart based. So maybe the idea of the one really is still out there. I don't really believe like there's the one. 
I think like he is a one that <laughs> we have found each other, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's great. Our generation is that we want it now, right? Like we don't want to work for it. We don't want to wait. Instant gratification. YouTube, like it loads, like we don't do commercials anymore, right? Like we just want the video, you know, instant. I've had many conversations with people about like, that's not the reality of a relationship. Like relationship, the depth is from going through really difficult things and getting to the other side. And you can't just have a perfect You gotta earn it. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of entitlement around that. It's like, yeah, it's going to be hard. He's going to say something that's going to piss you off. If he said everything perfectly, A, how boring in my world, but totally. also guaranteed he is not being honest. Like there's going to be conflict. conflict. Tell me some of the biggest challenges you've had, like, or oh, wow. characters or, you know, have you had something where you were just like astounded with? I feel like the majority of like, like what's coming to mind is just people who, um, really have not had any relationship experience at all oh and God. are pa- really hard. like painfully and how old shy are they, like in their 20s or some in their 30s, 30s some in their 40s mm-hmm. and who are just really really shy and have a hard time connecting with people um and moving from that to learning how to open themselves up to people and connect and be present with them and then and then vulnerability like introducing vulnerability and being able to share the deeper parts of themselves with other people. Mm -hmm. And so much fear comes up around that because it's really tender and just inherently really, really a sensitive place to share what's happening for you. Do you work with any college students? Yeah, I would love to work with more college students. Me too. Yeah, Yeah, because I think that when you start thinking about this stuff earlier and, and exploring yourself, earlier Mm because really it's all about what understanding yourself so that then you can create a relationship that's going to be a good fit if you don't know who you Mm -hmm. are at all i mean obviously we're always still figuring out who we are i think that's where it begins well how would they get a hold of you guys like you know i know you have your podcast go to our website the f-u-c-k dating show.com where yeah. do you think you guys are going to be in, in, are you going to be doing this in five years? Or where, are you, where are you evolving to? I love that question such for this for some question. reason. I mean, such a, we've heard this question before, but for some reason. That's such a good question. We don't know what, I'm like loving the platform that, I mean, our whole hope for this was like, we want a way to just be ourselves and be able to like jabber on about whatever we think is interesting and like with the humble hope that maybe other people will also when find it were, interesting when you were thinking about this idea were people telling you you should do this because yeah. of the we would tell them the name them. and they would Dave. be like Lonnie F-U-C-K yeah do it yeah and Lonnie's fiance was the one that's like you guys why haven't you done something yet and we're like I yeah know, because, because you've helped so many people because we've is helped that... so many people and, and because we're so of our similar and we love each other our like background and having the same career and the how do you make money with a podcast that's our, that's, that's, that's what we're trying to figure question. out. If there's anyone out there ads or that like, knows, I mean, how do you do that? I don't, we, we probably will offer offerings on the side for people that like want the free podcast and want the information. The podcast is going to be amazing. And then if they want more, or they want to go deeper with either line. Oh yeah. So it's like if they want if they to set up an appointment. Yeah. Or if they, I mean, you know, we're, coaching. we're into like creating, we, we've thought a lot about different experiences we could create for people. I mean, Lonnie and I are so dedicated to making this a movement, you know, of like connection connection and communication and making relating fun again. It's got a bad rap and we, we have so much fun with people, people. so much fun. And we're like, this is fun. It can be fun. (laughs) And so we, we we really want to 
And we we sense the loneliness out there, and we're, like, really dedicated to changing Yeah, that. I mean, I can't... Sometimes I think about what would it be like if everybody had love in their life. That sounds so cheesy, but, like, really, like, if every person had love... No, but even if love, love, like, can you level, imagine? all about bonding. Can you imagine how different totally. that would be? Yeah. yeah, people feeling secure, people feeling loved, people feeling happy. I know it sounds happy. cheesy, but the Beatles were right. You know, love is all there is. All it's you true. love. love, love. <laughs> and I thought about it. What if I had millions of dollars and I didn't have any friends to talk to about it? Who like, cares? Who cares? For me, I'm like, without community and connection, my life is flat. Well, speaking of community, I want to remind our listeners that uh, they are listening to KALX Berkeley, Method to the Madness, a show about innovators of the Bay Area. Today I'm interviewing Lonnie Klapak and Lindsay Chrysler. They have a new podcast out there called F-U-C-K Dating. Tell me what you're doing around the idea of connect. So for me, it's it's three things. It's connecting to myself, practicing that because I'm really extroverted and I can just, woo, I can go into other people's worlds really easily. That's part of like the plan that I'm on right now is connecting to myself. You know, it's like people say like, well, what does that actually mean? It's like, sometimes it's talking to myself. Sometimes it's <laughs> writing. Sometimes it's meditating. Sometimes it's exercising, whatever, connecting, connecting to the world, being of service, helping people, making people's day, smiling, saying hi to strangers. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. And then for me, connecting to like higher power source, the thing that we can't see and we have no proof of, but it really makes me feel a whole hell of a lot better. Are you doing that through, um, meditation? Or? Yeah. And prayer and, um, practice and finding and hip hop dance and hip hop dance and, dance. and, God realm. and my dog who connects <laughs> me to God. That's and my, what about you? How do you do it, Lonnie? I ski. Oh yeah. That is totally where I feel most connected to higher power. The thing, the physical that, then. Yeah, the physical and nature. And what, how are you, tell, what are you telling your peaks? clients about connecting? Are you yeah, saying, I mean, this is we're talking physical? now about kind of like spiritual connection, and um, as far as more like person, person to person connection, I think attunement is the key. And what I mean by that is being tuned in to the other person that you're connecting with. So really getting their world, understanding like, okay, what's happening for them right now in this moment as I'm talking to them? Are they present with me? Do they feel nervous? Are they comfortable? Are they checked out? What's going on? And then how how can I better show up with them so that we can increase the amount of connection that is there? I like that attunement. Did you make that up? No, it's it's totally out it's a, there. Is yeah, that a real word. Can't claim that. No, it's my own, unfortunately. <laughs> um, a little different. <laughs> yeah. So being attuned. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's key. Cause if you're like saying hi to strangers and chat, starting chatting up people and starting conversations, but you're like out of, out of, rep- exactly. You're out of, rep- Hey, how are you? <laughs> then it's like, they're going to, yeah, you can overwhelm people. They're going to be blocked or so it's, it's all about the sensitivity of noticing the other person and how you can best meet them, mm-hmm. how you can best meet. So do you have any upcoming shows that people ought to pay attention to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are, we are interviewing, um, David Coates and Govinda Bader, mm-hmm. right? They run a, a website called disempowerment.com. It's hysterical. And we're going to talk about all the ways you can feel disempowered with dating and then feel more empowered. Yeah. Um, they're hysterical. Yeah. We're going to be interviewing Simon Moyes who is a mindfulness teacher uh, with Search Inside Yourself, which is part of Google, and then also at the Zen Center in San Francisco. And we're going to be talking with him about mindfulness and dating, um, so how to do dating in a conscious, mindful way. That sounds great. How often yeah. do these air? Every week. Every week. On Tuesdays. Every Yeah, and, and we have time? one. What time is the live hearing of it? 
So we just post it. We're not that organized yet. (laughs) But but that's good that anybody can listen anytime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So we blast it out onto the Facebook page whenever there's a new episode that's released. And then you can go find it and listen to it there and on SoundCloud. And then we have one in the pipeline to Robbie Carlton, who has worked a lot with the Authentic Man program and is a coach and does dating coaching as well. I don't know what the Authentic Man program is. It's a program in San Francisco that works with men around um, relationships and relating. And he used to do the pickup thing, the The pickup artist world. So he knows about that world. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. And then we've got another interview in the pipeline from Sasha Kagan, who Mm. has a whole movement called the Quirky Alone Movement. The Quirky Alone Movement. Yeah. You're getting into that, right? (laughs) I am so getting quirkier with with the celibacy. Get ready. The next guy is going to be like, wow, you're really uncomfortable in yourself. And you're really talking about it a lot too publicly. (laughs) Well, this sounds great, and I want to thank you guys for being on the show. Absolutely, and thank I you. I hope that the listeners out there get a little bit of um, help with their relationships out of this. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. and I've been your host for Method to the Madness, a bi-weekly public affairs show on KALX Berkeley celebrating Bay Area innovators. If you have questions or comments about this show, go to the KALX website, find Method to the Madness, and drop us an email. You'll also find a link to our past shows there. Tune in again in two weeks at this same time. Have a great weekend.